This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with me, your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. And remember, as always, if you have any questions regarding any of the show content or just general questions, uh, please give us a call at 877-269-0839. And joining us, as always, the silky smooth sounds of (laughs) our co-host, Tony the Man Shore. Wow, what an introduction today. I love it. Travis, well, you I know, after hearing you give several introductions live, I, I felt like I need to bring my A game or at least as, <laughs> as much of my A game as I could. You like that uh, Sugar Ray Leonard introduction? I had well, to read the whole bio. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, after after hearing that and then seeing him come on stage and, you know, hearing the, the boxing entrance music, I'm not sure. going to lie, uh, I'm fat and out of shape, but it made me want to get in the ring too. So, oh, yeah, it was know. inspirational, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, we both got to hear and, and meet Sugar Ray Leonard. What, a, what an amazing, intelligent person. You know, a lot of boxers don't do so well after they retire because they've been knocked around too much, but Sugar Ray is very well-smoked well-spoken, smart, uh, just a great guy. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the, and, and Tony, I, I hate to say that everything can be, can be associated with retirement, but it's, you, you kind of hit a good point, you know, you know, one of the things, and, and as a kid, uh, my, my dad loved, loved boxing. Um, uh, you know, my, my brothers and I, we, we grew up on, you know, all kinds of, all types of sports. We grew up in the, obviously the Herschel Walker days. So oh, yeah. we were, you know, we were raised as Georgia fans and, you know, I went to Georgia Southern and I tell people, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, on, I root for Georgia Southern every weekend, whenever they play, I root for Georgia every weekend when they play. And when Georgia plays Georgia Southern, I wear white. Cause I don't want to get in the middle. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so, Growing up watching Sugar Ray Leonard and watching you know him fight uh, Thomas Hearns and fight uh, Marvin Hagler and uh, Roberto Duran, you know one of the things I think was so so just unique about his fighting style is he fought so intelligently that he never really took hits. He right. never really took those big shots like you were talking about that right. I, I hate to say did the damage uh, that so many fighters, you know, uh, I, one of my one of my also biggest idols and was also very sad, uh, Muhammad Ali. I mean, yeah. seeing Muhammad Ali in the end, uh, toward the end of his life versus seeing him in his prime, um, you know, and you think about it, uh, George Foreman, um, Larry Holmes, uh, by the way, that Larry Holmes fight should have never happened, but we won't, yeah. that's, this is not a boxing show. So, but anyway, <laughs> I guess, and, and to get that back to retirement, that's really one of the biggest things. I think retirement is also something that has to be thought out. Just like we talked about in the show previously, when we talked at length about Sugar Ray Leonard is avoiding hits in retirement can be just as, can be just as positive to your outcome 
as as anything, you know, because as Mike Tyson, the famous philosopher, once said, everyone <laughs> has a plan until they get punched in the face. And <laughs> and I think we all we all think that we have our, our plan in place. But a lot of times we underestimate, you know, and that's really honestly the the show for today is is basically underestimating your retirement. Um, so what do you mean by that? What do you mean by underestimating our retirement? Well, I'm glad you asked, Tony. Uh, guessing guessing in retirement is and could be the difference between having a comfortable retirement and having one that's a constant struggle or challenge. And mm. and, and what I mean by that is, you know, think about some of the think about some of the things that come up uh, that that really you can't plan for. How many of us in retirement uh, anticipate having to give a, a relative or a loved one, you know, a $5,000 loan or a $10,000 loan or pay for X, you know, X emergency? None of us do. Nobody, no, right. no financial plan that I'm aware of that I have ever prepared has a retiree ever asked me, Put in my my son or daughter may need twenty thousand dollars for something, and mm. I'm going to give it to them whenever I'm seventy years old. But sometimes what we do find is uh, parents are you know put in a position where a child or a loved one is in a is in dire financial straits, and they love them, and that that emotion I, I get it. I have three kids of my own. But that emotion sometimes overrides the the logic override or emotion overrides the logic. And what what you don't do is you don't see how is that going to impact you? How is that pebble in the pond now going to affect you on the other side of the pond? You know, and uh, one of the things I, I I see all the time, especially now, is you know maybe mom and dad are 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 having you know having some issues and uh, or maybe you know struggling to consistently put away for their their child's uh, child's college education or education expense, and grandma and grandpa say, you know what, I, I really I think we can you know we can fund their five twenty nine or we can we can do you know, we can do something financially to help. And the one thing I would say is give this some thought. If, if you're going to put yourself in that position, here's my opinion. Think about Roth conversion in that scenario versus 529 plan. Let me explain why. Why do people put money in 529s? Obviously they get, they get a tax deduction of some sort today, depending on the state. Um, but what is the real reason? It's because any education expense that's paid for that qualifies out of that account is tax free. So if you're a grandparent or if you're, you know, 50, 60 years old and you're thinking about doing something for your grandchild's education, why not do a Roth conversion? That way, if you know, if your your grandchild's 5, 10, etc. years old, why not do a Roth conversion? That way by the time that child gets to college age, if they need the money, you can write them a check and guess what? It's tax free. You've already paid the tax on it and it really only costs you the tax versus costing you the full 529 funding. But then also you think about this. If you put money in a 529 plan, what are you also doing? What if that child has the ability to qualify for grants, loan or for for assistance that 
you know, maybe by putting that money in a 529, it's going to count against their FAFSA, which means they may be eliminated from certain certain sources. Does that make sense, Tony? So you're basically you're doing something out of goodwill, but it may in fact hurt them long term from being able to get to get assistance. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that's tough, and so. Uh, you know, it's tips like that, uh, scenarios like that, that uh, really illustrate why it's so important that we work with someone like yourself, a, a financial professional who can help guide us through this and avoid making some of those mistakes, right? Well, I, I think the 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 issue is sometimes we miss the forest for the trees. And, you know, we're so close to a situation that we seldom actually recognize some of the issues until it's too late. Yeah. And I think that that is exactly one reason why I, I believe in my heart that working with someone who does not have the same, I guess, the same same rose colored glasses, if you will, it sometimes helps for, to get a different perspective. So you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. Well, that's because you were so close to the problem. You didn't see the problem. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, you know, that's that's one of the biggest issues as well. Um, but uh, so that's that's number one. One uh, number two. And I know we've uh, you got to you got to make sure you rein me in because, you know, I'll talk straight through the break. <laughs> um, you know, that's number one. Number two uh, on, on how we underestimate retirement sometimes is, you know, we we from we we as I think uh, as human beings, we get so caught up in the details that we kind of once again miss the forest for the trees. We meticulously plan and say, I'm only going to spend X, Y or Z each month for food or each month for this or that or the other. And what we seldom see is like, OK, what happens if you need a new roof and you know, you need to come up with 10, 15 grand. What happens if you need, you know, X big ticket item? I mean, these are all, these are always things in retirement that are going to come up. But, you know, a lot of times what happens as we see it is retirees just say, okay, well, I'm just going to withdraw the money. Well, if you withdraw significant amounts of money out of your IRA, you're not, or, or 401k, et cetera, you're not just, paying for that item, you're actually causing potentially unintended consequences. For instance, if you withdraw a larger amount of money in one year, it could put you in another tax bracket, which is going to take away from your income. If you withdraw too much income, you could actually end up paying additional Medicare costs because it may throw you up in an even higher bracket. These are all things that that we really need to think about because unintended consequences do and can happen. Uh, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think obviously anyone intends on this happening, Tony, yeah. but so many times, like we talk, like we talk about, we, we just get so fixated on the end result. We don't think about, okay, what, what happens if I do this? And, and I think those are, are two big things uh, that we need to think about. Yeah. Huge things. And uh, we should take a quick break right now. Before the break, let our listeners out there know, Travis, how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, if if any of our listeners have any questions, all they need to do is give us a call at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. And we will be happy to answer any questions you have. And we will see you when we come back on Navigating Your Retirement. Wouldn't it be nice to have an owner's manual that can help you address and plan for retirement? 
Navigating the Storm by Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management can provide you with information to help plan for the retirement you've dreamt of and may ease your financial concerns. Navigating the Storm will help give you the foundational information you need for retirement. Visit NavigatingRetirementRadio.com to request your complimentary copy today. That's NavigatingRetirementRadio.com. And welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And Travis, great show so far today. Uh, We're talking about uh, how to not underestimate your retirement and what you're going to need in retirement. You've you've brought up a couple of good points already uh, in the show. Uh, What's the next uh, tip you have for us? Tip number three is entertainment, Tony. We all want to be entertained, do we not? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And everybody likes having fun (laughs) eventually. But if you want to dance, you got to pay the band. And (laughs) unfortunately we sometimes underestimate our entertainment expense. Um, Now, what I, what do I mean by that? I don't mean that's, you know, going to the movies every night. That's, you know, doing X, Y, or Z. That's just basically, you have to think about it that when you are working, you know, you have, you you have a a limited amount of time that you are actually, uh, off work. You know, you're, you're off on Saturday, Sundays, in some cases, some people work on Saturday, Sundays have different schedules, but my point is you have downtime, uh, maybe not as much as we would like, but in retirement, now you have six or seven days to play, not just one or two, you know, and, and that's where we really need to think about it because I know a lot of times, you know, we say, okay, well, you know, uh, I, I'm spending a lot on it on entertainment right now, but I have kids or, you know, have this or that. And when I retire, they're not going to be in the house. So I'm not going to need as much money when in actuality, if you think about it, if you're supporting your family and you're entertaining your kids, taking them to the movies, out to dinner, et cetera, when you're working and one or two days a week, well, if you still have you and your wife, hopefully, uh, whenever you retire, you're basically going to be entertaining less people, but you're entertaining them three times as long. Does that make sense, Tony? Yeah. No, that so, does. Yeah. So there was a, actually, uh, and and I'm I'm just a, a big nerd when it comes to stuff like this. I read an, I read a study from the Employment Benefit Research Institute, uh, which actually estimates that Americans spend 65 from 65 to 74. They spend an average of $5,800 on entertainment. Now that was in 2015. And of course that declines over time. Now I'm not saying that you're going to need $6,000 a year, approximately each year. I mean, as we age, you know, that, that amount's going to go down, but when that amount goes down, that leads us actually to number four, uh, healthcare costs. Oh, Huge, uh, huge, huge, because, yeah. you know, people, a lot of people think, you know, whenever I get to age 65, things are going to be just rosy. I'm going to get Medicare and everything's going to be great. And, you know, the skies are going to part and, you know, Dorothy's going to come down and we're going to skip down the yellow brick road and and just sing all the way to the Wizard of Oz. It doesn't happen because a married couple actually uh, another study that i read a married couple can actually expect to spend about 13,000 per year in retirement in medicare costs because you have to assume about $800 or $8,000 a year in medicare premiums for a couple then you have your supplemental insurance premiums and then you have your 1200 approximately let's just say $50 per month for a medicare uh, drug plan and then you've got about an additional $3700 of additional out of pocket expense. Wow. 
So, you know, it's that's thousand dollars a month. It, yeah. And that's, a lot of people think that once they turn 65, they don't need to worry about health care costs because Medicare is going to cover it. Correct. But, but like you're saying, there's still premiums. There's still deductibles. You still need additional insurance. So uh, there are definitely health care costs, not to mention long term and assisted living, things like that. Long term care. Absolutely. But before we get before we go to that one, because, Tony, you read my mind. I told oh, you, I jumped ahead. <laughs> silky smooth prognosticator. You know exactly where I'm going. Um, but drug costs. You know, think about think about this, Tony. How can you accurately predict at 65 what drugs you're going to need to take and what drugs are going to cost in your late 70s and early 80s? Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. So so once again, even though, you know, you may have some costs that are going down, you're going to have other costs that are going to go up. And and that's just that's just life. I mean, it's going to happen. you know, that leads us to our next uh, next topic. The next point, long-term care. Ah. Now, this is this is a really, I think, misunderstood topic uh, because if you walked into a room full of retirees and said, how many of you think that the person sitting next to you may has a better than 50% chance that they would need long-term care in their retirement? I bet almost everyone would raise their hand. But if you ask the same question and said, how many think you are going to need long-term care? Almost no one would raise their hand. Because we just don't want to think about our mortality. But here's uh, here's actually a study from the Vanguard group. It says 15% of retirees will spend more than $250,000 on long-term care cost. $250,000. But the problem is, how do you know whether you're in that 15% or not? You don't. You don't know if you're going to be, I don't want to say the lucky ones, but the, the lucky ones that maybe, you know, God calls home, you never need any type of long-term care. There's 50% of all retirees, according to this study, that may need no coverage at all. But then you have, obviously, the other 50 are going to need some variation from zero to 250000 Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the biggest, I think, underestimated parts of retirement and it's so hard to plan for because typically what what do most people do and and Tony I'm I'm going to have to going to have to get a little serious on this one this is this is a true story I've got a, a client right now they're in their uh, late 60s early 70s and they're obviously like most parents or most most children uh, still love their parents dearly and they are actually taking care of their 90-year-old mother that is living in the home with them and bless her heart. She's starting to have some additional issues. And I see the impact that it has on the couple each time they come in the stress, not just physically, but emotionally and and psychologically, because that's, that's a struggle. I mean, they've gotten to the point now where they have to help fund 24 hour long-term or 24 hour home health care because they, they have to have assistance. They have to have help. So, they didn't anticipate that expense, but they're definitely in in the middle of it right now, you know, and and that's that's a tough place to be because that's that's a decision I don't think anyone wants to make. Um, and how people typically pay for that is a lot of times financial planners before, uh, say, 2000 uh, or, or 2010. They were actually recommending, obviously, long-term care insurance. But, you know, a lot of that market has gotten a really terrible stigma because 
unfortunately, back in the 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 80s and and whenever these policies first started to to be implemented, um, insurance companies based these off of persistency ratings. So they said, you know, okay, if a hundred people are on it, and I'm just giving you a, a smaller number, but if you have a sample size of 100 people, only 67% of those will actually still have the coverage whenever they need it. So that means the money that they were paid in in premiums for the other 37 or the ones that passed away, those that premium would be able to help pay the cost for the other percentage. That's insurance. It's pooled risk. And what they found was is it was actually closer to 90% persistency. So they grossly underpriced these products. And what you've seen over the last decade or so is insurance companies either selling their entire block, uh, companies getting out of the business, and it's consolidating to a few core carriers. Uh, you're seeing a change in how these policies and how these these things are, are built and constructed. And then you're also seeing an increase in premiums because they so grossly under you know underestimated the cost. So you know, where you might have had a 65-year-old couple get a $1,200 policy, and I'm just giving you an example, um, that same policy today may cost $2,500. Uh, but, but once again, these are, these are very misunderstood. I think, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, they're just so expensive. Well, is it more right. expensive to have it or not have it? Mm-hmm. Because if you figure the average, and, I, and I'm just doing a national average, if you figure the average cost could run you, depending on your area, between, say, 2004 to 5000 for assisted living per month in, in a facility, or maybe a, a skilled nursing is going to run you anywhere between five and 10000 per month. Well, if you're paying even a, an elevated premium of today's magnitude for, say, $3,000 a year, well, how many years do you have to pay before it becomes equitable for you? You know, you think if you have it 20 years, you may pay 80 grand in premium by the time it increases. But if you go into a facility, you may pay that in one year of cost. Right. So it, it's it's all in how you look at it. Yeah, and it's a huge, I mean, obviously it's a, a massive expense and I know there are strategies and ways to deal with it. Uh, you've helped your clients do that and be prepared. Um I, I want to ask before we go, uh, taxes in retirement might be uh, another one, right? Absolutely. And and that goes back to, once again, uh, the unexpected cost. You know, that's uh, honestly, Tony, you read my mind. That's one of the biggest reasons why we I talk about, you know, some of the ways we underestimate retirement, because next to a retiree's home, what is their largest asset? It's usually their 401k, IRA plan, et cetera. So, you know, if you don't have the money set aside or you don't have that already planned for and you do need these additional uh, additional items, where are you going to pull it from? You're probably going to pull it from your qualified plan, which is going to be taxable. So yeah. it all comes back yeah. to having the plan and and tax planning sometimes is not just on your 1040. It's it's trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Oh, yeah. To make sure, sure it it's what you need. For sure. And, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes about taxes uh, uh, is the best way to teach your kids about taxes is by eating 30 percent of their ice cream. That is awesome. I've never heard that one. That is awesome. Well, it's attributed to Bill Murray, but uh, the rumors are now that he never said it. Uh, who knows who first said it? But I think that's a great line. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. 
Uh, but before we go, Travis, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely, guys. Um, to sum up the show, everybody worries about dying young, but we need to worry about living too long. And if you have a question or you have a concern regarding this, please give us a call, 877-269-0839. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.